This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. It is undeniable that the world and the skills needed to succeed in it have shifted, with this transition accelerated heavily by the pandemic. How do you keep up and continue to upskill and reskill? I have Juan Francisco Perion, Chief Academic Officer of Ecole Hotelier de Lausanne, or EHL for short, on the line to discuss the importance of lifelong learning. Yeah, good morning, Christine. Uh, I'm Juan Perellon. As you said, I'm the Chief Academic Officer of EHL for now about eight years. EHL is the eldest hospitality education institution, uh, the eldest founded in 1893 in Switzerland, naturally, to address the needs of what was at the time already uh, demanding clients and an emerging, uh, an emerging industry. EHL is now a, a well-known worldwide for his education that he's providing. Uh, the QS World and University Ranking has officially named EHL the world best university in hospitality and leisure management for the third year running. Mm. Uh, we have a one-century experience of Swiss hospitality education. We have pioneered boundary-breaking teaching methods and set globally recognized standards of excellence within this field. EHL is multinational. We have more than 120 nationalities of students. It's multicultural. Uh, we have religions, all the monotheic religions, and we have people coming from all around the world. So it's a very, very, uh, I would say, uh, encompassing organization. We do have mm-hmm. campuses in Switzerland, two, one in Lausanne and one in the German, in the German-speaking part in near Davos. And we are opening uh, our campus in Singapore on Lady Hill Road, where we will be able to deliver not only our, our international bachelor program, but also other courses addressing precisely the needs of the industry and the needs of, um, of the industry precisely to upskill, reskill the professionals that have been working in this field for a number of years. Fantastic. Now, uh, before we get into what your actual offerings are, uh, you, as you mentioned, EHL does offer a lot of programs of wide variety. There are apprenticeships, bachelor's degrees, even MBA and EMBA programs as well. And interestingly, your programs are also open to students of any age at any career stage. Why was this important to implement? Well, we do believe here that uh, education does not stop, let's say, at 22 when you get a bachelor program or bachelor degree. Mm-hmm. We do believe that education and training is a lifelong process. Uh, uh, it's a process that, uh, that is, uh, is necessary in the world that we are living because the skills that you get, the competences, are, have, I would say, a time where they can get very quickly uh, outdated. So it is our responsibility to make sure that we are open to every professional of any age and naturally of any place in the world. Hence the fact that not only our programs are tailor-made, especially in executive education, tailor-made for the needs to address specific needs, specific competences required from the market, but also in the terms of delivery, we have put great emphasis in delivering online courses and also blended courses where students can come on campus, either in Singapore or in Lausanne, and also attend part of the training in uh, 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 online. So it is this combination of elements that um, that we that we do believe is the future of education, and with which EHL is working very very strongly. Fantastic. Now, uh, you mentioned, obviously, that EHL is a hospitality education institution. I mean, uh, what even uh, is that, essentially, and what kind of courses do you offer? 
hospitality is a is a broad is a broad sense. Uh, naturally, we did uh, we we address the needs of the I would say of the of the hotel industry, but but wider than that, uh, more addressing also the needs of the service industries. Mm. Uh, we have naturally, as I said earlier, a, a, a lifelong learning perspective in terms of programs and programs portfolio. Uh, we have the bachelor degree in international hospitality management, which starts with a preparatory year at the Lausanne campus in Switzerland. And then for the students who will start in Singapore, they will continue for three years uh, doing their, I would say, more academic components in, uh, in Singapore. Uh, we have also, and this is going to be delivered in Singapore, a number of short courses that were tailor-made to address the demands of the industry. For instance, this year we have run programs such like luxury brand management and uh, uh, another one design, uh, called design hotel and restaurant concept and other one which we delivered later this year on people analytics. Hmm. Uh, also for executive education, we are going to run our new executive MBA course in Singapore as of uh, later next year. And uh, this will allow students to be uh, able to attend physically the course on campus and also online. So as, as you can see, it's a, it's a very encompassing, very, uh, I would say, differentiated portfolio of programs in order to address the differentiated needs of, uh, of the industry and naturally of the professionals that are working in the hospitality, in the hospitality industry, understood, as I said earlier, in, a, in the broadest sense of the word, not only, uh, I would say, hotel industry, but really the services and all that is related with, uh, with I would say, the relationship with human beings, mm. right? How we, how, we, how we are able to address their needs, to understand their needs, and make sure that we, uh, that we provide them with, uh, with, uh, with the education and the competency that they need to perform in the current, in the current uh, professional environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned there are online courses and blended or uh, hybrid courses as well. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, got started because of the pandemic? The pandemic certainly had an impact in accelerating the development of such courses. We had already a number of programs on, in our portfolio which were blended, especially I think here on the our, on online MBA. Mm -hmm. And the pandemic, what uh, we took advantage of this situation. Naturally, while the campus was closed uh, back in March last year, we had to shift naturally everything online. And this uh, uh, also helped us to understand better how things operate, how students learn, how faculty teach. And uh, this element was naturally then developed in order to uh, uh, adapt our curriculum and adapt our, our courses to this, uh, to this blended environment. So mm -hmm. the pandemic, would say, has accelerated the path that we had already taken in developing not only full online, but also, and I think more importantly, blended courses, where students are partly coming on campus, also for this social dimension huh? and being able to discuss and to exchange with each other and then going back home and attend the course uh, at their pace um, online. Hmm, right. And uh, what are some uh, ideas or misconceptions about, uh, you know, hospitality and service that, uh, you know, you've run into in uh, your, your years as uh, Chief Academic Officer at EHL? What, have, what I have really... Uh, learned, I would say, from uh, from my job here is how diverse this industry is. Mm. Uh, uh, hospitality is uh, is not only about hotels. Hospitality is something that has to do basically with human beings, right? I have learned how important uh, the, the 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 human dimension is, empathy is, and this is something that uh, uh, apart from uh, from I would say in the curriculum more I would say uh, 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 hard elements, all these soft 
components of the relationship, the human relationship. It's something that has really impressed me in how important it is because at the end of the day, we are living and we are dealing with human beings, right? So the necessity for us in our curriculum to be able to integrate this, uh, this uh, soft skills dimension in order for, for our future graduates to be able to understand very precisely uh, 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 cultural differences, address the needs of the customers where they are and make sure they can anticipate also and understand them better from the perspective of the customer where he or she is. So this element of hospitality as basically a people's world is something that has really struck me in my years at EHL and something that we are really working on in when we, when, we, uh, when we restructure or when we revisit, I would say better, when we revisit the content of our programs. Hmm, that's really interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess in a way, uh, many traditional uh, educational institutions, they focus primarily on sort of the uh, academic skills and the uh, quote unquote soft skills, or I suppose the more uh, people skills, I guess, uh, tend to sort of be like an add on or like a side effect of attending those courses. But in this case, it is kind of the bread and butter of EHL because that is what this industry is all about. Yes, absolutely. You are perfectly right here. Uh, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, we are, um, our, our, our graduates work in, in very many different industries. Half of them generally stay in the hospitality in a broad sense and other moves into other aspects and other, 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 other fields. Uh, for instance, in the private banking. And I was talking not, uh, not long ago with a representative of a very important private bank. And, uh, and he was telling me uh, the reason why we like your, your graduates is like uh, we can, if they're not perfect in math or accounting, we can teach them that. But they are very accurate and they are very, very precise in how to deal with humans. Mm. And dealing with humans is something that obviously takes time to learn. It's something that has also, uh, also comes with, uh, with something, something more, more of you. Something this is something that has uh, maybe a more, I would say, more naturalistic approach. And these elements of uh, of uh, of human relationships, it's something that people come and uh, and look after. Especially employers come and look after. And it is something that we really, really want to differentiate us from other, I would say, uh, more academic, as you said, uh, uh, um, hospitality hospitality schools. Fantastic. All right. Well, it's time for a short break. But after that, I will continue speaking to Juan of EHL uh, all about the importance of lifelong learning. Stay tuned to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Be free, Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Listening to Raise Your Game, I'm Christine Wong, and on the line with me today is Juan Francisco Perillon, Chief Academic Officer of Ecole Hotelier de Lausanne, or EHL for short, which is the world's oldest hospitality educational institution. Now, before the break, we talked about what exactly that is and the sort of offerings that EHL has. Uh, now, I do want to talk a little bit about the concept of lifelong learning in general, which is a uh, concept that EHL holds, you know, very close to its passion and its purpose. So uh, according to the World Economic Forum, more than 40% of core skills required to perform existing jobs are expected to change. Now, what, in your opinion, are these core skills shifting towards? For me, it's a combination of being able to make sense of technology and being able to make sense of, I would say, humanities and human relationships. Uh, We are in a situation where 
the technical element, the new technologies, artificial intelligence, augmented reality will be part of the daily life of the hotel industry, right? So if something is here is to step. Uh, our responsibility as an education institution is to make sure our graduates understand how these things operate, but they're also able to understand that it's just part of it. And then at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a people's job. Huh? It's a matter of being able to understand the needs of the customer, where he or she is, and understand his needs from, from his or her eyes, right? Uh, and in this perspective, it's something that uh, our, our classes, our courses are very much focused on. And we do expect these elements to really, to really continue in the future. And this, 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 this balance, find the right balance between, uh, I would say, the technological world and the more, the more, the more social, the more humanistic world. Mm-hmm. And this is part of our, our, daily, our daily job here in, at, at EHL when we develop our curriculum. It's really fascinating because, you know, there is this idea or fear of technology uh, rendering a lot of jobs, you know, um, uh, irrelevant, for example. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, here you are and you have this need not only to work with technology, but also to learn to work better with people at the same time, uh, which I think is a very interesting contrast. Now, uh, I do want to ask as well about, you know, these skills and how EHL actually helps to offer these specific skills, uh, especially in a post-pandemic environment. Uh, we have developed a number of uh, basically uh, short courses in this domain. We have augmented the component of, uh, of social and humanistic uh, uh, approaches in our curriculum. We have also integrated parts of the, of, uh, as I said earlier, understanding what augmented reality what uh, artificial intelligence is and how this is impacting the future of hospitality, uh, of hospitality, of the hospitality industry. Uh, it's always in a, in a perception, in a perspective of transferable skills, combination of hard and soft skills, and making sure that uh, our graduates are, are, are able to understand the cultural differences uh, um, in the different contexts. Uh, being able to understand uh, uh, how important communication is in the different contexts, and all these elements are part of our of our curriculum and are the efforts that we make in the in the in the courses. Mm. I mean, in a way, uh, hospitality skills essentially are almost the most transferable skills because you like everyone has to work with people in some capacity, I suppose. Indeed, indeed. And this is a very good point you're making here. It's transferable. Uh, and as, as I said earlier, all our graduates are able to, uh, to, uh, to make sure that uh, what they have learned, and this is a, speci- a specificity of our program, it's transferable. It's transferable from one industry, hospitality, hotel industry, service industry, or other industries where close and, 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 and connected elements are, 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 are needed. I gave you earlier the examples of private banking. Mm-hmm. We also have insurances. It's all these elements that, have, that, that relate to soft skills, that relate to understanding the human being, that relate to, uh, to, uh, to a better, uh, a yes, understanding of the needs. And these, these, these skills that we teach in our classes are, are, as you said, transferable from one industry to the, to the, to the other. Mm-hmm. And, also, and also, not to, not to forget, uh, industries that are created or, or industries or, or companies that are created by our graduates themselves as startups and then become become more more more
or formalized organizations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, also in terms of lifelong learning and upskilling and reskilling, I mean, these were all really important even before the pandemic. But I feel as if yes. the pandemic thrust a bigger spotlight, you know, on the on the importance of all of this. A lot of people's lives were very heavily disrupted by the pandemic and it sort of forced everyone uh, into a state of accelerated learning. Companies, for example, had to learn how to go digital very quickly. Uh, a lot of people may have had to uh, switch jobs or change industries because of mm -hmm. the nature of, you know, their work. Uh, I mean, we almost all of us had to adapt to working from home or at least some form of flexible working as well, right? So, I mean, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on how the pandemic has changed people's perceptions of, you know, the importance of lifelong learning uh, as well as upskilling and reskilling. Yeah, I think the pandemic has, as I said earlier, accelerated a trend that was there already. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the world of, uh, of, uh, of jobs is changing completely. Uh, I would say over the last 20, 25 years, very, very, very rapidly. Um, people get to work longer, hour, longer years. Uh, the, 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 the technology has a big impact in how work is done, in how the jobs are organized. And this element of making sure that we are able to keep always up to date with our, our, the, the, the needs of our jobs or maybe just the needs of other jobs that we can transfer to is something that has, that has increased over the years. Also, also uh, from the perspective of the companies themselves that have seen the need of keeping their, their, their employees always up to date to make sure that they are able to, uh, to, um, to improve and to innovate also. In their, in their position. So mm -hmm. the pandemic has accelerated this. As you said, uh, we all had to learn how to work remotely. We all, we all had to learn how to use new tools of technologies. So this certainly accelerated. But the, but the trend and the, and the recognition that education does not stop when you end up with a degree or, or, or a diploma at 21, 22, 23, but it's really something that has that has to be taken into consideration throughout your life at different stages with different needs. And the fact that the content and the way of delivering this content has also to be adapted to the, to the population that, uh, that is requiring this, uh, this upskilling and reskilling. And this, as, our, as an education institution, it is our responsibility that we are able to provide the industry and the professionals with the skills and the competences they need, when they need it, and where they need it. Hence the fact that we are developing short courses, uh, both uh, fully online or blended, and naturally more, I would say, more traditional uh, um, programs like the bachelor or master's, where we always take into consideration uh, this uh, this uh, online component, but I would say in a more in a more uh, in a more uh, in a more encompassing encompassing way. Yeah, so I totally agree, and I think uh, one important thing to know and to realize about learning is that it doesn't necessarily have to be formalized. You know, you don't have to be uh, in an institution or a class to yeah. learn things. Mm -hmm. it, that's just part mm -hmm. of everyday life, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so what I wanted to ask to sort of wrap up uh, the show is uh, how can companies help their employees with pursuing lifelong learning, not just obviously in the formalized sense, but also, you know, uh, structurally as well? Uh, this is this is this is a wonderful question. Um, it is a wonderful question because it really asks the, the 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 question of or the role. It questions the role of both industries and the education uh, in institutions. Mm. As you say, people learn on their jobs. Uh, they learn by doing things. Uh, companies should really promote this 
uh, not only, uh, I would say, in terms of, of, of salaries, but more importantly, in terms of time allocated to their employees to get, uh, to get the, 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 the new skills or competences they need. And also maybe in connection with the, with the education institution, being able to provide these employees and these, these, uh, these staff members with, with, I would say, maybe some, some badges, some tokens that are delivered to them and recognize the fact that this person has learned this skill. Mm-hmm. And based on this token, the, 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 this, uh, this, this person can then, can then build up his or her own education portfolio. And this is lifelong learning, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not a, a single path, uh, one size fits all, but really, really a differentiated approach based on the needs of the different population, but needs that, are, that end up with, um, I would say, a real, a real recognition by the employer and an education institution that it has indeed, uh, uh, that the person has indeed learned, learned the, the, the skill that was required and is allowed to, uh, to show that uh, through a badge or a token, which mm-hmm. then can then be, uh, be, uh, be reused to continue educating it to continue learning and uh, and getting getting new competences and skills and this is lifelong learning it's providing time it's providing the resources it's uh, allowing for you know some incentives perhaps for them to uh, you know be more interested in, in in learning more and also uh, potentially as you mentioned some sort of solid certification or any sort of indication that you know Absolutely. they have participated in this right yeah absolutely and also uh, uh, um, recognizing that uh, Within the company or outside the company, acquiring these skills allow you to travel within the company to to, to get to new positions, to get to new uh, to new places, for instance, as well. And all this is part of lifelong learning for the benefits of the of the of the of the industries and the companies. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. Thank you very much, Juan, for speaking to me today all about lifelong learning. Most welcome, Christine. Thank you very much for your time and the interest in Ecole Hôtelière de Lausanne or EHL. This has been Raise Your Game with me, Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Juan Francisco Perion, Chief Academic Officer of École Hôtelier de Lausanne, or EHL for short, all about lifelong learning today. If you missed any of today's podcast, you can go ahead and download our app. It's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can also head over to bfm.my to listen back to the podcast as well. You're listening to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.